Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics right here on Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Voice of Olympus. I'm Hercules Invictus. This is one of our optimal wellness episodes, and we will begin tonight's adventure with Michael Del Russi of Bold Spirits Holistic Concepts, and he will be introducing us to antioxidants and their role in preventing disease. Greetings and welcome, Michael. How are you? Greetings, Hercules. It's great to hear you, great to hear your voice, and it's great to be with you. Same here, and I'm really looking forward to learning all that you have to share with us tonight. So before we start, what are antioxidants exactly? Well, antioxidants are basically uh, micronutrients that have been isolated by some of the pioneers in the field, which we'll be mentioning in a moment, vitamin C, vitamin E, but vitamins, most of the vitamins, uh, and some minerals, uh, also some polyphenols, and we'll get into that later. But they are basically uh, what antioxidants are, and what they do is prevent oxidation and reduce oxidation in the body. And the way they do that is oxidation basically is when either through an, uh, an enormous amount intake of oxygen or or toxins uh, that we ingest, toxic foods, rancid foods, whatever the case might be. There's any number of reasons, cigarette smoke, uh, you know, contaminants of any kind of variety uh, affect our cells and cause a cell to lose a molecule. That cell in turn will steal molecules from other cells. And that begins a chain reaction, which is known as oxidation. And we know now that oxidation and inflammation are two uh, processes, if you will, that contribute to aging and uh, 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 our major diseases. And it's probably it's probably one of the uh, major health discoveries of the last, I'd say, two decades at least. 
And uh, the interesting is that, no, there's no medication that can do this. There isn't a med- medications can temporarily reduce inflammation, like steroids is an example, and over-the-counter uh, NASIDs. But they can't fight oxidation. Ironically, the only nutrients, the only substances uh, that can actually fight oxidation are these natural substances. And that's probably one of the most exciting discoveries of the last, I guess, two decades. Uh, So that's what basically antioxidants are. And there's a wide-ranging list of antioxidants. And it's pretty exciting in terms of what they can do to not only help us preserve our health, but again, to ward off, if you will, some of the major diseases, Alzheimer's, diabetes, uh, cardiac disease, and we'll get into all of that. Wow. And uh, to include oxygen in with other uh, corrosive uh, um, and toxic, in many cases, substances is uh, quite eye-opening. It um, it, it's really difficult to think of oxygen as something other than uh, a benign element that we need to uh, uh, breathe in and out to keep living. Well, as, a, as, a, as to emphasize that point, <clears throat> there are some researchers in the field who advise, and most athletes do anyway, athletes who ingest a lot or, or participate in more of a, aerobic capacities in terms of their specific sports or their training, advise them to make sure they're getting enough in terms of antioxidants because of the oxidation process. So uh, it's a very real thing. And uh, as I say, I think uh, uh, it's, it, it's the major discovery in terms of slowing down the aging process and preventing some of our major diseases. Um, since Linus Pauling, Adele Davis, and Carlton Fredericks, who uh, they obviously operated uh, through bicameral mind because they utilized both their logical minds and creative minds to mm-hmm. uncover some of these uh, realities, if you will, in terms of integrative medicine. But further on down the line, there was the MIT research scientist, I don't know if you remember him, by the name of Dirk Pearson along with his partner, Sandy Shaw. They made numerous appearances on the Merv Griffin show, some of the talk shows throughout the 70s. Uh, These guys were really responsible for the terms that have become very familiar to us today, such as uh, free radical oxidations, uh, antioxidant. Uh, These guys really presented these terms to to the forefront of the American public. They wrote their definitive book, Life Extension, back, I believe, in the 70s. And they opened the eyes to a lot of us in terms of, well, there's no question about it. These natural substances, which when utilized on a regular basis in 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 a protective nature, if you will, can slow down and prevent many degenerative diseases. And they were at the forefront of this research. So, I mean, uh, as you know, this is what integrative medicine is all about. And there have been some recent studies of, uh, to confirm some of this. Uh, a study at the University of Toronto, people who took high doses of vitamin A, B-complex, vitamin C, and E, had a 40, 40% fewer occurrence of bla- bladder cancer than those in a control group. There's a famous Harvard uh, study of doctors and nurses. This is a study that's been going on for decades, which looked at the health of thousands of men and women over the years 
found that heart deaths in those who took vitamin E, C, and selenium were 60% less likely to develop heart disease. Wow. Uh, there's been a study, there's a study published in the Journal of American College of Nutrition that showed that a, higher doses of vitamin C, E, and bilberry, and we've discussed bilberry in the past, yeah. reduced the risk of cataracts by 45%. Now, I think that you, you happen to mention that you've had your own experience with bilberry. Am I right? Yes, I've, I've experimented with uh, bilberry. I found that works best for my eyes is a formulation put out by Occuvite. Uh, right. I tried bilberry and lutein and uh, some other uh, the vitamins for the eyes, and I found that the Occuvite formulation was the most effective in clearing up my vision uh, quickly. And I also found that if I stopped taking the Occuvite, it took substantially longer for uh, my blurring to come back. <laughs> so, because I, mm-hmm. I, well, I don't mm-hmm. like taking anything every single day and uh, depending right. on it uh, so much. So I, I stopped, I cycled mm-hmm. through things. So with the Occuvite, right. I could drop it for a week or so and not, not feel any ill effects. So um, for now, I'm sticking with that. I, Bilberry's on my list uh, to re um, play with it now that I've, I've gotten my Occuvite cycle down pat. So Bilberry's uh, back for a second trial. Well, yeah, I've just uh, initiated lutein and Bilberry in my program, uh, re, 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 reintroduced it, so to speak, because I, uh, mm-hmm. I'm farsighted. You know, I have to use reading glasses, and I'm trying to see if I can combat that condition uh, through natural means. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but an, another study, a recent study in the British uh, Medical Journal, covered 730 men and women with no history of cardiovascular disease. In these elderly subjects, the occurrence of stroke was lowest in those who took the highest levels of vitamin C. A study by the World Health Organization showed that those with the highest levels of vitamin E had the lowest levels of all types of heart disease. These wow. are relatively brand new studies. The nurses' health study of over 87,000 women showed that those who took vitamin E supplements on a regular basis had a 40% lower risk of heart disease than those who took none. Uh, I mean, the studies are endless. It's showing how these naturally occurring micronutrients that we've known about for years, when taken on a regular basis, uh, can, again, slow the progress and in some cases ward off completely some of these degenerative diseases that we know plague us, uh, especially as we get older. Uh, now, another think, another uh, study vitamin- published in the Journal of Circulation found that mm-hmm. vitamin E, I'm sorry, uh, what were you going to say? Uh, for people who are just uh, taking, let's say, uh, a one-a-day type of uh, vitamin, does that provide them uh, with enough vitamin E to... Uh, um, basically uh, combat heart disease or would they need to take dosages greater than what they would get through food and through just casual supplementation? Well, the reality is you get very little out of a one-a-day vitamin. Well, you okay. know, usually even in your natural, all-natural supplements, there's always some fillers. Uh, then you have to take into consideration the process of digestion. You usually lose uh, something, during the process of digestion when it comes to vitamin supplements, unless you're really taking a liquid form or something that's 
uh, introduced directly into the bloodstream. So on an average, I would say definitely a, a, a good multi is a firm foundation. I would say take seek out a quality multi by a quality uh, vitamin company, one that is established like uh, Twin Labs or Schiff or Nature's Bounty, some of these others, uh, a, a well-known company. Uh, uh, Swanson is an excellent company. I believe they're family-owned, uh, and I would get I would get obtain a good multi from them. But then, yes, uh, I would add extra E, C, uh, the carotenoids, selenium, and zinc. I would say if you want to, if you're trying to keep your supplement taking to a minimum, I would say a strong multi with then adding vitamin E, C selenium, the carotenoids, a mixed carotenoid complex, zinc and zinc. If you take if you take nothing else, that just that program alone which might add up to six or seven tablets, uh if you want to make a take a uh, make a general observation, that program alone would go a long way to protecting your health and helping to slow down the progress of some of these diseases and when I say slow down I'm being conservative because many studies and case histories have shown we can stop that progress of some of these diseases completely. So wow. uh, but yeah, I would as an example, uh four hundred international units of vitamin E is a standard dose for actually preventing disease. Now you're probably not going to get that in a multi. Vitamin C I believe that still, till this day, the minimum daily requirement, according to the government, I think is 60 milligrams. Well, we know for a fact that to, to, for optimum health, you need a heck of a lot more vitamin C than that. I would recommend at least 2,000 milligrams a day. I take, on an average, 4,000 myself. When I take vitamin C, I, I try to take it along with the bioflavonoids. So that's known yeah. as a C comp. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with that because the vile flavonoids in and of themselves have so many benefits. But so we know that to really take your supplement program seriously, and if you're really serious about fighting aging and some of the diseases that come along with it, uh, you need higher doses of some of these antioxidants. And I, I personally feel, based on my 30 years of experience in the field, that it's certainly worth the investment and the time, you know. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you definitely need more higher doses than you would get in your daily average multivitamin. <coughs> Uh, I found that to be the case with uh, some of the vitamins that I've experimented with, that the, the dosages uh, uh, that were recommended uh, or the dosages that uh, uh, were there, if you took a tablet or two tablets or three, depending on you know how they uh, measure the dosage, uh, were often uh, less than uh, what was needed to address a particular uh, problem. Uh, and it requires a lot of uh, study, I found, and also experimentation uh, because uh, uh, some are fat-soluble and some are water-soluble. And the water-soluble ones you'll just void when you urinate, but then the fat-soluble right. ones stay with you for quite a while. Uh, and then uh, if you take too much of them, it could have an effect, and it takes a little bit longer for that to clear out of your system. So uh, there's a lot to, to study. And, of course, we are our own best uh, laboratories, 
so uh, uh, what works for one person may not work for uh, someone else. Absolutely. And of course, uh, uh, that's part of our, uh, our holistic journey, if you will. That's part yes. of our holistic journey for each of us. We, one of the wonderful things about all of this and something I'm certainly called to, and I know you are too, is we introduce concepts, concepts based on sound research. Uh, we right. are not medical professionals. We don't claim to be. We're not doling out medical advice by any means. But we are doling out research based on solid scientific evidence that we have ourselves have explored. And right. if, it, if it helps in one person, if one person, one person in terms of no matter what they may be combating, whether it be heart disease, cancer, and we're going to get going to get into that down the road because okay. it's important, uh, you know, arthritis. If we can help even one person through natural means, uh, then this whole this whole ministry is well worth it. The ministries that we are engaged in, in presenting this these concepts to people. Uh, you take vitamin E, for instance. We were just talking about it. There was a, a study published in the journal Circulation that found it, uh, there's a whole host of benefits. It acts as a natural blood thinner. It acts as a natural vasodilator, which means it opens up the blood vessels. It acts as an anti-clotting agent. It allows greater flexibility in the cells and muscles, to, so it, thereby it helps to prevent hardening of the arteries. It helps to prevent cataracts and macular degeneration, and it protects the lungs from airborne pollutants. Now, the thing wow. is, this is these, these, all of these benefits are based on solid studies all over the world. These are not studies conducted by vitamin companies. These are con studies conduct co conducted by independent universities and laboratories. So, you know, there's no question about it. You know, what's interesting, what I find interesting in this whole medical system that we're caught up in, and there's no question pharmaceuticals save lives, they extend lives. But anyway, you don't have to go into deep uh, book research. Just watch TV, and you'll see that most of these pharmaceuticals today, well, they, prevent, they may prevent uh, eczema, as an example, some of the other uh, conditions. They also come with a whole host of side effects, some of which yeah. are very serious. Uh, very serious. I don't know if I want to fight my eczema with a pharmaceutical that I, at the same time may cause lymphoma. I'm not sure right. I want to go move in that direction. So, you know, sometimes every once in a while you hear, you'll hear someone in the medical establishment come out and say, well, watch out. You know, some of these uh, fat-based vitamins, you can take too much. It can be harmful. Well, we know for decades that, yes, there's a risk in taking too much vitamin A. There is a risk in taking too much vitamin D. You do have to be careful. But when's the last time you heard of any serious overdose concerning any micronutrient uh, in recent times where a person right. has actually died? So you know what? Those who are opposed to uh, integrative medicine, if you will, every once in a while they'll take a stab at trying to, well, diminish all of the positive effects that come with supplementation. We've seen it over the decades, and this is what the pioneers like Carlton Fredericks and Lioness Pauling, I mean, we don't have to look any further than his research. He proved without a shadow of a doubt all of the benefits of vitamin C. So, you know, again, it, it comes back to our holistic thinking, thinking in the wisdom of the hemispheres, thinking with our creative minds as well, of our, as, well as our analytical minds to see what's right for us. But I'm right. happy that in, you know, in the age we live in, 
we have the opportunity, and I thank the Lord for it, and uh, you know anyone that might have been involved, that we can go down to our neighborhood health store and formulate a a positive program for ourselves. That that is very very true, and that uh, we we have the uh, uh, the freedom to uh, explore. Um, alternate options that uh, uh, might be more effective and certainly are more affordable. Um, part of what we're facing as a society you know, in terms of the healthcare crisis is the very fact that uh, uh, many people are not getting uh, adequate health care. So um, basically, you know, that that is something that needs to be fought on very many different levels so that everybody gets uh, adequate health care. Uh, but it also um, makes us look at the whole situation of health and to take more responsibility for what we're doing uh, that improves or worsens our health. So in that sense, it's, it's a good thing in that uh, uh, it forces you to learn more and not be dependent on uh, um, you know, whatever the wisdom of the age happens uh, to be, because as science has shown us, uh, although many things of benefit uh, have uh, lasted the ages, most things we think we know turn out to be false uh, a little later on as we continue our journey. So it's always good to find what you can do personally uh, to bring about good health, to bring about abundance, to bring about prosperity, uh, to increase the amount of love in your life and, and so forth. And there are things that we can do. So this journey, I feel, is a very important one because it's not just yourself and myself, it's other people, too, um, who are um, very active in trying to keep healthy and trying to keep young and trying to keep well, and that they're generous enough with their information to share it to people. Um, and if you have a computer uh, with the Internet, you can listen to this and um, you know, consider it and play with it and do whatever you need to do with it uh, to see if it will help you on your particular and unique journey as well. And that is a great uh, blessing for us to have. Well, everything, you're so right on all of those counts, and everything you've described just now, you've described the holistic you, the total you. Uh, you know, we live in society for uh, up until recently, and we still have a ways to go. Uh, they treated diseases and diseases of the brain, diseases of the lungs, uh, uh, sugar disease, whatever the case might be, as separate entities from the entire human mechanism, if you will. But now we know, right. looking at looking at the whole picture, the holistic picture of our bodies, of our minds, of our spirits, is uh, is uh, paramount in living a healthier life and uh, avoiding some of these diseases, which means by all means, if we have a specific uh, condition that has to be addressed, well, it needs to be addressed. If it's uh, a slow case of dementia, if it's Alzheimer's, okay, look, we know what pharmaceuticals are out there that might slow down the process. What we can do as, what can we do as a holistic whole to slow down the process? Well, one of the things we can do as an example, with, with Alzheimer's, is consider w if, how much aluminum and copper we may be ingesting in our bodies without without realizing it. And what about inflammation? How much? And we're going to touch uh, touch that base in a few moments. What about okay. systemic inflammation? Is inflammation contributing to our dementia? Is inflammation playing a role in our in, uh, our heart disease, as an example? as well as oxidation, because one goes hand-in-hand hand with the other. 
uh, as an example, um, you take a diet that is high, what that creates inflammation. We know some of the foodstuffs that do. Uh, white starch, alcohol in excess, beef, uh, fried foods we know can cause inflammation, saturated fats, and processed foods and meats. All of these, this, all of these foods can contribute to an inflammatory environment in the body. So, and the funny thing about this particular diet is it also, especially when it comes to uh, an excess consumption of beef can also con contribute to a rise in uric acid. Uh, and uric acid can cause inflammation and its own specific times uh, kind of arthritis, uh, mm. which can be very, especially in the foot, uh, in the big toe. Uh, it's, a, it's a form of arthritis that affects mostly the joints. So anyone who is consuming a high meat diet, like I know some, of, some individuals are who are involved in keto and Atkins and... Uh, they should have their uric acid levels checked because down the road, again, that raises the sed rate in the body, the inflammation environment in the body. So uh, I would, those who are on that type of diet, if that's the diet that their holistic self is telling them to follow, fine. But they should have their uric acid levels checked. Very good point. I'm, I'm on a higher protein uh, and fat uh, diet. Um, I experimented mm -hmm. with a lot of things, uh, and that seems to work uh, best for me uh, overall in terms of my health and my sense of well-being. Uh, however, mm -hmm. this uh, journey um, helped me also substantially increase the amount of uh, uh, plant uh, vegetable uh, matter in my diet uh, as well. So uh, uh, although I'm still high uh, uh, meat and high fat, high protein, high fat, mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm consuming a lot more vegetables than before. So uh, that also increased my sense of well-being. Well, you're right on that count, especially with some of the foods that fight inflammation are tomatoes, like lycopene and lutein. Uh, they're beneficial in so many ways. Like Lycopene, as an example, has been shown to be very protective of the prostate in men. Lycopene, along with Saw palmetto standardized extract, and you know we're all susceptible to the dangers uh, that our prostate may be vulnerable to. A lycopene yeah. and saw palmetto standardized can lower the levels of uh, DHT in the body, which DHT is, the, is a hormone is is it comes from testosterone, and that is the major cause of two things: hair loss in both men and women and an enlarged prostate, which in the worst-case scenario, <clears throat> excuse me, can lead to prostate cancer. So a lycopene, I would say the one-two punch, one-three punch actually against uh, prostate disease would be lycopene, uh, uh, salt palmetto standardized extract, and beta-cystosterol, which are pyrophenols. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of that. Uh, which yes. can also fight uh, the levels of DHT in the body. But some of the, some foods that fl fight inflammation also are olive oil, uh, green leafy vegetables, fatty fish, like salmon, mackerel, sardines, you can include tuna. Uh, mostly all nuts are good, uh, preferably, if not raw, dry roasted, I would recommend. And fruits like strawberries, blueberries, cherries, and oranges, these kind of, some of the vegetables and fruits, and like you say, you've increased your intake of vegetables. These are the foods that fight inflammation.
So there's so many things we can do from a natural standpoint, again, to fight prostate disease, uh, diseases of the breast, which we will get into at some point at a later date, and which I, I would very much like to touch upon in, in terms of preventing those diseases through natural means. Uh, but the oxidation and inflammation, I think if we keep those two terms forefront in our minds, no matter what we're dealing with, the uh, challenge we're dealing with health-wise, I think it'll put us on the right path in terms of reducing the risk uh, of these diseases, and if we're already dealing with them, reducing the symptoms to a larger degree. So as you just described, and you described it very accurately, it's considering the whole self, the holistic body, if you will, which is mind, body, and spirit. It's considering that whenever we're walking into a doctor's office, keeping that in our minds, because everything you and I are discussing this evening, everything we're touching upon, probably is not going to be discussed, even in the most, I have a, a personal physician, he's excellent, a great guy, great human being, great man, lots of wisdom, but he's probably not the, going to discuss oxidation and systemic inflammation on a whole, as a whole. You know, if you're talking to him over a cup of coffee, you might get into it. But as a whole, as part of your visit, it's probably not going to be discussed. And that's why what we're sharing here with people are, is so vitally important. I, I agree. And uh, recently, our um, Voice of Olympus uh, Age of Heroes shows uh, are expanding to our other two podcasts and also are increasing uh, the range of what we cover. So just as we'll be talking more regularly about the um, uh, holistic bicameral mind, um, I have a lineup of activists, psychologists, uh, um, and uh, pioneers in emotional health and uh, mental health as well, where we'll be tackling uh, that uh, more often. And uh, um, I'm looking at the time where uh, we have 10 more minutes. Um, I just wanted to add that uh, our whole quest is going to be expanding uh, to WFU, mm -hmm. which is the Fairleigh Dickinson University uh, uh, station on HDU mm -hmm. uh, sometime during the first uh, quarter. So that will allow us okay. to refocus our shows to be even more uh, effective. And there's an Age of mm -hmm. Heroes component in that show as well. So um, I'll be mm -hmm. calling people involved in different uh, heroic initiatives to improve the lives of not only themselves and the loved ones, but the communities uh, to share their journeys uh, on that show uh, as well. So, you know, you top that list. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you so much. Uh, uh, the information yeah. you're sharing and the avenues that you're creating, it's invaluable. It's invaluable for decades and decades. Uh, People at large, the public at large will come to understand this. What you're sharing is simply invaluable. The opportunities you're giving to get this information out. So I personally thank you. And I know all of your other hosts and guests and experts, I know they're appreciative as well. And together, hopefully we can help, like you said, even if it's a small handful of people, uh, improve the quality of the lives. And that will make the whole adventure uh, worth it because, uh, uh, we are our brothers and sisters keeper uh, while we're here. I, I firmly believe that. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Regardless of political or religious persuasion, at the end of the day, that's what higher consciousness and cosmic mind uh, is. It, it, that's what it's all about. 
Um, I agree. And uh, I'm glad that you're on not only this journey, but several of our other journeys, uh, um, like expanding consciousness through the study of UFOs and so forth. Uh, because I feel that that symbol is recurrent. And as Jung pointed out, it's a symbol uh, that comes as much from within as uh, without. And it signals uh, something. It's a call to something. And uh, I believe that just as we need to uh, test our boundaries in the other spheres of our life, we need to test our boundaries uh, there well. Uh, the UFO is an open invitation to challenge the reality you're in because the UFO is beyond the reality that you're in. So it makes you stretch uh, your mind, uh, your spirit, and apply your intelligence uh, in uh, new ways. So. Um, I'm very honored that uh, you're one of the heroes in the Age of Heroes. Well, I'm excited by what you just said, and yes, uh, the phenomena of the UFOs. And look, it's all part of the world that's beyond the third dimension as we know it now. We, there's no question that UFOs exist. We know that there's no question that there's an invisible world out there teeming with life. We're able right. to capture some of that now as we speak through our own technology. So, yeah. you know, what you said just now, yes, we have to reach beyond our physical senses into what we know is still is playing a vital part in our lives. We have yet to discover some of these uh, uh, realities. So the adventure lies uh, ahead. And uh, people can benefit from uh, you. You're very generous in your sharing. You've also collected this information together and you made it available uh, inexpensively and uh, everything is condensed. So that just the meat of uh, the nutritious parts of the information uh, as a result of years of your experimentation are chronicled. So could you care to share with people how they can uh, gain access to your writings? I would, and thank you for that. I have a creative health manual, which uh, condenses a lot of what I learned over the past 30 years and through counseling with clients and helping others, and they can uh, obtain that for a price of just $3 per copy. A donation, uh, check a money order to Michael Del Rossi, Box 129, Caldwell, New Jersey. That's Box 129, Caldwell, New Jersey. Michael Del Rossi and the zip is 07006. With that, well, I will provide my personal phone number, and uh, I'm open to free counseling on almost any health issue, uh, and they can contact me, and they will be able to receive that. With that, with an order also, they will receive my Wisdom of, of the Hemispheres laminated chart depicting very simply and very focused the differences between right brain and left brain and how we can work our way toward integrated mind to deal with the issues at hand in our lives and expand our consciousness. Thank you so very much, Michael, for further opening my mind, increasing my range of healthy options, and expanding my holistic horizons. Uh, I look forward to our next uh, conversation. Um, and uh, peace be with you, and many blessings from Mount Olympus as well. Thank you so much, and the same with you, Hercules, and the family, and thank you for the opportunities to share. And thank you, uh, and thanks to everybody who's been listening. We're going to take a very brief break. We're going to listen to Bone Poets Orchestra's song, Evolve, and then we'll be back with Ryan Foley of Furian Strength to continue today's adventure. 
Ryan Foley. 
Uh, Ryan, we first met as an awesome graphic novelist, and then we got to, to know him as an author. And uh, now we're getting to know him as a bodybuilder and as a motivational speaker. So I'm greatly honored to announce the one, the only, Ryan Foley. Greetings, Ryan. How are you? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. How are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic, uh, too. Good. It's, uh, if I, I know I always say that whenever I come on. It's, oh, yeah, everything's great. Everything's fantastic. Uh, but the truth is, uh, tonight, uh, I'm, I'm actually, I'm pretty proud to admit, uh, I'm sore. Uh, it's kind of one of those things where I've been doing uh, some really good training. And so it was a great way for me to start off my Monday before I went to my nine to five was by going through and, and, and getting some workouts in. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm feeling it this evening. And so to me, that's always a good sign because that soreness that you're experiencing, it means that you're pushing your muscles in different ways that typically they're not used to. And so as a result, it means, it means growth. So it's kind of one of those things of, of no pain, no gain. So I'm, 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 right. I'm doing excellent, but today I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit sore this, uh, this afternoon. Uh, I'm also a little bit sore. I've been training with uh, the X3, which is a system uh, that uses uh, the elastic bands, very, very thick ones. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, I was very surprised uh, to find that uh, um, it is a phenomenal workout. There's, there's one uh, set of each exercise, and there's four exercises. So it doesn't sound like a lot. Um, but after doing the exercises, once you, uh, you know, master what you're supposed to be doing in terms of movement and so on, uh, it leaves me uh, sore and uh, uh, pumped and totally exhausted. <laughs> so uh, Good. Um, I'm finding, too, that after a couple of weeks, I'm getting uh, visible results, which is, again, amazing. And part of me is rebelling against exercising less and for so little um, but I've committed to 12 weeks to try this uh, out, so I'm going to give it the full uh, 12 weeks. And uh, I'm really impressed so far, and I'm also very sore. I'm going to collapse after the show tonight. <laughs> well, so for your listeners, uh, I'm sure that uh, if you are in any sort of, of gym that's, that's properly equipped, uh, you are going to see those resistance bands uh, floating around. And uh, admittedly, whenever I first got started, I didn't understand the benefit of, of using mm-hmm. those resistance bands. And, and so you've got, you know, this, uh, basically the surgical tubing uh, with some handles attached to it. And I, I didn't quite understand the importance of the bands. But uh, so, so for your listeners, if you're, uh, you're on the fence of whether or not you should consider using these, while they're certainly not a replacement for, uh, for, for weights, uh, what I found right. with the bands, okay, so the, the basic physics of the bands, uh, it, it leads to the, the, the farther that you stretch the band, the more the resistance you're going to get. So if you're thinking at it, if, if you're looking at someone in profile from the side and, and they're doing a barbell or, or dumbbell curls, so where they're going to fail typically, so if their hand is at six, by the time they get to about three, if they're going to fail, that's where, that's where they're going to fail at because uh, that's where all the work is taking place is in between that 6 o'clock to 3 o'clock. And pretty much everything beyond 3 o'clock up to uh, uh, you know, up till about 11 o'clock, a lot of that is considered garbage time where it's, you're not going to put as much strain on the muscles. Where with the bands, it's the exact opposite, where you're going right. to fail – uh, with those are going to be closer up to the top. So what you're going to see is you're getting more of a strain in between that three o'clock 
or, or the, so like the, the three o'clock to, to the one o'clock, that's where you're going to get the, the most pump out of those bands. So I've found that by adding those in, it's just, it's a, it's working the muscles in the same way, but just in a, in a very different style. And so if you're going through and you want to get that nice full bicep head, you're trying to find a variety of ways to do it. And so I'd, I'd be really curious to see to, to how far back those resistance bands go, because as far as I know, they are fairly uh, new. Uh, you know, obviously the heavy weights have been around for forever, but I'd be curious forever, to see how long those bands have, have been in effect, but I really enjoy using them. Yeah, I, I'm enjoying using them. And again, I was very suspicious and uh, um, they were making a claim that, uh, you know, it's three times more effective than uh, bodybuilding and that you'll feel results right away and you'll see them in, in a relatively short period of time. And usually those type of claims are, yeah, all right, okay. Uh, but no, so far it's been living up to everything it's uh, said. Uh, and uh, um, even when I finished with the 12 weeks and I started integrating some of my other uh, favorite things or effective things, I started experimenting. Uh, I've learned a lot about uh, um, increasing muscle mass or targeting certain muscles, like uh, uh, with the squats. I've never squatted with uh, uh, the bands before, the resistance bands. And I found that like the day after, I couldn't walk. <laughs> I had to really watch myself because it targeted muscles that I hadn't hit before uh, and had to really watch myself when going downstairs. So uh, uh, that was totally unexpected. Sure. And, and so uh, that's one of the things that I find tremendously fascinating. Uh, so here uh, this, uh, this past week, uh, I was just clued into to what's called a pin squat and a pin okay. squat is basically, okay. So uh, it's, it's the exact same motion as your standard squat but the difference is that you go through and you set up the safety railings so that you're setting the bar on the safety railings uh, down low. So you're actually beginning the squat in the hole, as, as, as they describe it. Okay. Uh, so you're, so you're, you're getting underneath the bar, uh, which is being held up by the safety railings. And so instead of stopping, or so instead of starting where you're fully extended in and squatting down and then standing back up, you're starting from a squatting position and that's going to give you, it's, it's going to help you build that explosive power that you need to stand straight up. And uh, the, uh, the person that they use as an example for this was a, a, a world champion power lifter because that's the way that he did it. Because most people, if they're going to fail in the squat, it's going to be when they're in the hole. It's whenever they're squatted right. down below parallel the ability to push back up is sometimes uh, it's, it's, they don't have the, the strength to do that. So what the pin squat does is it allows you to develop that explosive speed uh, right from the start. And so even just doing uh, really a minimal amount of weight, it's kind of one of those things where you, you almost take whatever you normally squat, uh, but you go through and you almost cut it in half just so that way you can teach your muscles, Hey, this is what I want you to do. And as a result, you're feeling the effects days afterwards. So I, I think that's one of the things that's always fascinated me about bodybuilding and, and these exercises is that by going through and changing the, the standard form, you're going to get a little bit of different results. You're going to see uh, and you're going to see and experience a lot more pain because, yeah, because you're, you're forcing those muscles to work outside their comfort zones in ways that you didn't consider it in, in the, you know, in just your, your standard rotation of, of exercises. 
So by doing that, that's, that's one of the things that just absolutely fascinates me are these people who can go through and look at something and, and say, well, you know, if we did it like this and if we tweak it like that, uh, then we can go through and we create these different results. And so to me, those kind of pioneers, I, I, I love learning from people like that and then incorporating it into my own routine. Um, as do I. And, and again, the same thing does not work for all people. So something might work great for somebody else, but not work for you. But unless you actually try it and uh, by try it, it's like, try it the way that they, um, you know, explain it first, try it the way it's presented and then play with it afterwards. Cause you know, a slight angle difference uh, uh, sometimes changes uh, the whole experience of the exercise. Absolutely. And, and I think you've really hit upon something there that, that is an important point that I would give to, to anyone. As, as, since we're seeing here the, the, the start of the new year, uh, and, and so we're, we're flooded in with the, the New Year's resolutions and things like that, I think that's one of the things that a lot of people, they, they say, okay, well, my New Year's resolution is I'm going to get in the gym, I'm going to lose weight, and I'm going to do things like this. But then they go through and they almost kind of self-sabotage their, their ways from the start. So let's say you're not a morning person. Now, uh, my alarm goes off at 545 every morning. So because right. I like that, I like that feeling of stepping outside and it's still dark and the world's still quiet. And it's, I feel like I'm getting a jump on everyone else. So that way, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm getting to the gym early. So that way I can go ahead and get my workout knocked out. Nothing's going to derail me throughout the day. I'm not going to lose my motivation, you know, by going to, to work after or going to the gym after work. So I'm more of a morning person. I do kind of hit the ground running. I don't need coffee. Uh, I just, you know, I, I get up and, and I'm ready to go. I'm excited to, to go and work out. Uh, now, there are some people that are flat out, they are rolling their eyes right now as they're listening to me say that going, oh, no, I, you know, I, I, there's no way I'm going to leave the house at, you know, at 615 in the morning. And so some people, they're just not morning people. So right. if you're not a morning person, one of the worst things that you could do is to go and work out at a time where you're not ready to function. So it's, uh, so yeah, so if you want to set that New Year's resolution, absolutely do it, but make a plan to train in the evening because that way you're more likely to, to come upon that, you know, that right groove that you need to be in in order to, to turn this uh, into, uh, to take it away from where you turn it into a habit, you know, where it just becomes a, right. a normal thing. It's, it's a thing now where I'm working out so much. Uh, I feel worse when I don't do it. So it's, that's kind of my encouragement to go in there and get a little bit more stuff done. But so in doing this, obviously there are certain exercises that maybe you shouldn't ignore, but even some of, some of the greats like Schwarzenegger, he flat out admitted that the squat was his worst uh, exercise. Uh, it didn't mean that he didn't do it all the time, but, you know, he, he maybe wasn't uh, lifting as heavy as some of the other people just because of the genetics and the, and the physiology involved. So I always right. tell people, you know, do, do what you love. I mean, if, uh, I, I do see a lot of people that come into the gym and, you know, they're just they're kind of dragging and they're not happy to be there. And they're just, oh, let's just go ahead and get this workout over with. And they're only doing it because they have to. They're not doing it because they want to. And I think that's kind of a, a big motivational difference is, is to go through and doing something because you want to do it when you find that energy, when you find that excitement. So uh, I know like they talk about how uh, – so let's take, for instance, my cardio routine. Uh, admittedly, I hate cardio. 
uh, not because of the the strain involved, but it's because because it's boring. It's repetitive. Now right. I do like you. I do like using a treadmill uh, simply because uh, it, it keeps it forces me to keep that pace. If I go up to my high school and and walk on the track, uh, there's nothing prodding me forward other than my own. Uh, willpower to make sure that I'm maintaining that good high pace. Uh, so there are times where I may fall off without realizing it. And then, you know, it's like, oh, I, you know, I got to get back going again. So I actually prefer uh, uh, walking on a treadmill. Uh, but because of, uh, quite frankly, my size, I'm not built for uh, intense speed, uh, especially over a long period of time. I'm more of a, of a slower, more methodical type person. And so uh, what I found the best way for me to combat the boredom when it comes to cardio is to, is Netflix or, you know, YouTube or, or you know, uh, podcasts, right. things of that nature. Uh, so that, that's tremendously helpful. And so I would say over the last couple of months, I've really started, you know, diving into to cardio. Uh, and so I think that's helping me uh, shed some pounds and, and get me a little leaner. Uh, and so I've elevated up. I remember when I first got started, uh, and this would have been uh, going on about five and a half years ago. Uh, five and a half years ago at a zero incline and only doing like uh, three miles an hour, uh, the most that I could do was maybe a quarter of a mile. It just, it, it was, it was not good. Uh, but now I go through and I'm doing cardio for uh, just about an hour straight uh, every single day. So wow. I, I didn't get, I didn't get there overnight. It was kind of one of those things where I just had to, to go through and slowly start building up my resistance, my tolerance, you know, and, and to, to build my endurance, to be able to do that. So now I go through and I start my, before I even start lifting, I'm going to do a, about an hour of cardio. And, and in that, with the incline that I use and the pace that I use, I can burn off about 500 calories in a, in an hour long session. So, I, so I'm excited about that. And, and so one of the things that, you know, they talk about, okay, well, so you need to do, if you really want to burn fat, if you want to torch fat is what, the, you know, the, the people will tell you on, on YouTube, then you need to do what's called HIIT, uh, HIT, a high intensity interval training, which that's where you're sprinting for, you know, 15 seconds and then you're resting for 45. And you do that uh -huh. for, you know, five, for five some odd minutes. Uh, I'm not built for that. I mean, I just, I don't have that body type to be able to, to sustain that for a really long time. So I think if I tried to switch to, to a hit style uh, cardio program, I think I'd get burned out. I think it just, you know, I'd, I'd become frustrated with my inability to do it. So to me, it's you go through and you do what you want to do, do things that excite right. you, happy. So that, that slow, steady cardio that I'm on, it works for me. Does it mean I have to, to work a little harder than others? And, you know, and maybe uh, the fat burning isn't going to be as, as well as if I would have done the HIIT. Uh, yeah. I mean, it probably is, but the other, but at the same time I'm motivated, you know, to, to go right. in there every single day and get that done. So it's kind of one of those things where, you know, it's, uh, I do recommend squats. Obviously they're, they're a fantastic exercise because they work so many muscle groups. Uh, as, as a compound lift. So I do recommend them for people, and especially for men because they have uh, medical science that proves whenever you go through and you do squats, that tremendously boosts your testosterone, which is going to give you more energy. So, so squats are right. absolutely fantastic workout. But if you hate them, and I, and I mean really hate them, it's kind of one of those things, well, maybe you can push in this direction, learn to love them, 
you know, a, a little bit, or at least ease into it. But you don't want to kill yourself doing something that no. you absolutely hate, and then that's going to go through and destroy your motivation. So that's so that's always my recommendation for people is to find the things that you like, and then try to build a program around that. And that that's how you stay motivated. That's how you keep yourself going. Oh, very very true. And uh, you know, I find it like gauging your energy. Like I I've never had a time when I didn't feel like doing a workout, and I did it, and then I regretted uh, doing it. You know. Um, I might do something different, uh, but I always found that uh, I feel better after doing a workout, regardless of whether it's a heavy workout, a light workout, whether it's something familiar or something you know brand new to kind of shock my system. Um, and uh, I, I, I trust my body a lot, you know, because sometimes my body tells me what my level of uh, energy is. And every now and again, it doesn't happen very often because I like being active and I like exercising. My body will tell me just lay off for today. And so I'll respect that because it doesn't happen very often. I, I do think that's an important thing to be able to listen to your body, to understand. Now, I always feel like there's always maybe one more rep that you're, you know, that you yes. could get, uh, you know, and, but there's, I think there's a difference between pushing beyond what you think you're capable of and then pushing too far to the point of potential injury. And so right. learning to figure out where that gauge is, is very important. And uh, I, was, I was just commenting with a friend uh, about how they were, they were talking about how uh, they, just, they didn't have the, the energy to go to the gym that day. And, and so I was like, I understand it, but in my opinion, you go anyway, even if you just go for five minutes. Because right. that five minutes that you go, you're, uh, there's the, the T-shirt slogan that's, that's out there about how uh, you're still lapping everyone that's sitting on the couch. So, you know, right. a 20-minute mile is still a mile. And so sometimes you go in and you just, you know, you don't have that. And I've had those days where you just don't have that connection with the iron. You know, you're just you don't have that muscle-mind connection. But sometimes you go through and you're like, all right, I'm just going to do it for five minutes. But then that five minutes without you even really noticing turned into 10 or maybe it turns into 20 or maybe it even turns into 30. And so, but by not going at all, you're not going to get anything done, but by going and just, and even if you're only there for five minutes and you're just not feeling it, Hey, you tried, but you could turn that into half an hour or, and, and then you're exactly right. Uh, you'll come out from it never regretting having gone and done it. And even if you only get 15 minutes, that's still, that's still a win in my book. In mine as well. And it reinforces the habit of going and doing something because uh, that habit is so easy to break. Uh, and if you break it, even if it's for a legitimate uh, reason, before you know it, you have an exercise in four or five, four or five days, you know, so exactly. uh, like with anything else, you know, just uh, uh, you, fall off the horse, you just get right back on the horse. Otherwise, uh, you know, the horse will be galloped away and you'll be standing there. Exactly right. And it's, it's kind of one of those things that I have to be careful of, uh, especially when it comes to food. Uh, if, I, if I go through and, and if I'm eating clean for a good, it seems like the more, the, the more clean that I eat, uh, the longer I do it. But if I go through and decide to give in and say, well, I'm going to do this, uh, then those bad habits can start to creep up fairly quickly. So it's kind of one of those things. Uh, there's, there, there are certain times where I'm glad to go back to work on a Monday because I know when I'm in the office, I, I know I'm going to have all, only my clean food there, whereas on the weekends, that's where things are more likely to slide. 
So yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. How you have to you have to really keep focused with that because it's amazing how quickly all that hard work that you've done can be undone. Uh, yes. Just by you know by missing a, a few workouts here and there. How do you keep yourself motivated? You uh, like I know with me, I watch uh, um, movies that are sword and sandal or sword and sorcery, uh, sometimes superhero movies, uh, um, and just generally my resonance with, uh, I guess, the muscle man hero, uh, it feeds something inside of me that makes me want to uh, continue. And in fact, now I've been to the point where I can't watch TV without exercising or writing. So <laughs> I, feel okay. like, I feel like I'm cheating life or something, or cheating myself if uh, like the TV is the secondary type of uh, thing that, that supports something else that I want to work on. Because TV is an easy habit to fall into, too, and it eats up a lot of time. Sure. It's, well, uh, I was born in 1974, so uh, really for, for me growing up, uh, whenever I was a teenager, that was really when Schwarzenegger was in his prime. Uh, yeah. So he was, you know, without a doubt, the, you know, the biggest action star uh, in Hollywood. And nowadays there are so many different uh, uh, people out there who have physiques that can be admired. I, I've always been interested in professional wrestling. And so there you have both Me the, too. the mm-hmm. artistry and, and, and the athleticism that's, that's involved there. You have all the different actors that get plugged into the Marvel machine or the DC machine. Uh, and you can see, uh, but th- so there's that. But then there's also this, just this unprecedented level of access that we have now. Uh, I'm fascinated uh, by these YouTube videos that are out there where there are uh, 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 fitness experts who go through and they perform certain exercise routines that were developed specifically for actors to play certain roles. Yeah. Uh, so you can see uh, like Henry Cavill's Witcher workout or Henry Cavill's Man of Steel or what uh, Chris Hemsworth did for Thor. So sometimes going through and seeing those different types of exercises and seeing the the definitive results that uh, you know that come from those exercises to me that's motivation uh, to, to see something to see a brand new exercise that maybe I've never tried before. Uh, so I see that and go, okay, that's that's pretty interesting. I'd like to give that a try and 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 see how that helps me. And so that's where I think it comes down to you have to have a certain level of gym IQ. That maybe, and it may take a year, it may take, you know, two years uh, for you to go through and start seeing, okay, so they want you to perform this exercise, and this is the results that you're going to get. I think whenever people are just getting started, they're so nervous because it can be so completely overwhelming, and they don't understand, yeah. you know, that this, the, this machine works, you know, this part of the body and, and things like that. So it can be very intimidating, but once you start to get in and, and understand the nuts and bolts of it, then you can start seeing what other people are doing and then figuring out a way how to incorporate that into your own uh, exercise routines. And then you come along, you try something, maybe you don't like it. Okay. So just, you know, shift on and find something else to do. I, you think that we get to a point where it's like, well, we've figured out every exercise. You know, there's only so many ways that you can do lat pull downs, but then someone will come along and they'll show you a different technique going, hey, this is a different way that you can hit it, yes. and so then you can incorporate that as well. So th- those are the things that, that really fascinate me, and that's what helps provide me with my motivation. Thank you. That That uh, is a lot to think about, and uh, I will see if I can extrapolate something from that and add it to my routines. And I've done that in the past, uh, most recently with your uh, five system. 
which uh, I, I've gotten a lot of mileage out of uh, playing with that, and uh, it, it's very effective. Uh, it's a very effective way to shake up your workout, and it hits your muscles differently. And I've been trying your 50 rep uh, uh, thing as well on occasion, and that too has uh, been very effective. So uh, it's it's uh, not an easy yeah. It's, uh, it's a thing where uh, so again because we have access to, to so much information. There's a wrestler in the WWE uh, named Sheamus, and he has this Brave Change workout uh, uh, channel on YouTube where he goes and works out with a variety of different wrestlers from the WWE. And that was one of the things that, that they did. That's where I learned about that, that 50 rep uh, routine uh, was from them. And, and I was like, man, 50 reps, uh, that's uh, it's it's such a mind-numbing amount of reps that you have to do. And so whenever you first get started with that, yeah, you know, like the first 10 reps, you think, well, this is too light. This is, you know, I'm not working hard enough. But then once you start getting into the 30s and the 40s, that's when you really start feeling the burn. And so I, I like coming up with different routines like that that maybe I'll incorporate like you're doing right now with with your 12-week program. Once you get done with that 12 weeks, it's going to be time to shift up and do something different. Uh, and right. You can go and, and do, you know, the 50 rep routine and maybe you keep that up for, you know, four weeks. And then you decide, okay, well, I'm going to lift now. I'm going to lift heavy for four weeks. So I'm going to get a different result out of that. So there's always different ways that you can go through and, and, and change up and modify. But the thing that I would stress to your listeners, and this is something that I'm learning quickly uh, just because uh, they go through in a in a muscle and fitness article and say this is how Chris Evans became Captain America, and they list like five exercises that he does. Uh-huh. That's not the that's not the whole of his routine. It's it's not. And if you think, oh, well, I'll just come in and do these five exercises and I'll look like Captain America, you know, just unfortunately it doesn't work that way. Right. And one of the things that they that they've really started to stress now is that, well, there are secrets of Hollywood that's starting to leak out. And uh, so one of the things that they talk about how, like for when Hugh Jackman was training to become Wolverine, uh, they would know to the day when he was going to have to do that scene where he was going to take his shirt off. And so as a result, he would drink like two gallons of water every day, you know, for a couple days leading up to that shoot. And then he would intentionally dehydrate himself for 24 hours. And so uh-huh. as a result, the, the, the water weight all falls off. You look all shredded. You, you shoot the scene, and then they say cut, and then they get to eat and drink again. Uh, and, but that's, that's not healthy. And no. uh, I mean, you're, you're borderline risking organ failure by, by doing something like that. And unfortunately, with my life, the way I am, I can't just go in and go, well, it's the second Tuesday of the month. Time to get shredded. You know, there's right, no reason right. for me to go through and, and dehydrate. So obviously now that scene is immortalized forever on film, but it's kind of one of those things where it's uh, – so while I am certainly motivated and inspired by gentlemen like Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and John Cena and Henry Cavill, I, I do understand that that's not, that's not the norm. And so just because I don't look like them – doesn't make me a failure because this is their job. They have access to the best trainers and, you know, the, the best private chefs and all this sort of stuff. So it's, it's being comfortable within yourself and being happy with just being a little better than you were yesterday, as opposed to trying right. to compare yourself to, to someone who does this literally for a living, for a very good living. 
too. Very good points and, and very true. I know I've looked at those uh, workouts to the 300 workout and you know, all the other uh, workouts, and uh, I have several of those uh, Hollywood books uh, as well where they talk about some of the things that they have to do to, to look a particular way. And I agree. Uh, those aren't healthy, and I'm not going to be in any movies where I need to do that anytime soon. Uh, so there's no reason <laughs> that I could think of for me to go there because, uh, right. you know, like you, like everybody else, I have a, a life with uh, people in it, and uh, I have to be there for those people and uh, do the best by them that I can uh, as well. So uh, some weightlifting things I would have done, you know, like in a second in my uh, teens, 20s, or 30s, now it's like, do I really need to risk injuring myself to do that? It's like, no, I don't. So, uh um, Absolutely, and that's why I'm more of a big advocate of uh, lifting lighter, lifting longer, and with more surgical form as opposed to lifting heavy where you are going through and, and potentially risking injury because if you do sustain that injury, uh, how long is that going to set you back? So it's, right. to me, it's, it's, about, it's, it's about consistency. It's about going in day after day after day, and what the, the research is showing now, it's not the woman who has – the 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 ten year or, or twenty year high school reunion coming up, and so she's killing herself on the treadmill, going, "Oh God, I got to lose weight." No, it's it's the person that the person who's going to get the results is the person who puts in that slow, steady amount over and over again, and showing that you know that uh, that consistency. That's where you're going to see your your best results. And if you apply yourself, you'll see results uh, relatively uh, quickly if you do it the slow and steady way. I know uh, I'm talking a lot about the resistance bands because that's something recent and something different and something new. Uh, but sure. the first week when I was playing with uh, the lightest resistance band, there were some exercises, and there were only eight of them, so uh, that I couldn't do the way that the pictures and YouTube videos and the website showed. So like I couldn't do it. And not even the minimal amount of... Uh, um, uh, repetitions, and then there were a few, two of them, that I could do them like more than 40 times in correct form. You know, so I, it, right. it, it wasn't really targeting anything. So I knew that I had to increase the resistance of one. I had to figure out some, some other way to hit those muscles with the other one. And uh, by the end of the second week, um, I was able to uh, do exercises that I couldn't do before. I was able to do them uh, at least a minimal amount of uh, reps you know, to target them effectively. Um, and uh, now uh, with the change in bands, uh, I'm finding that I could uh, churn out over 40 reps with that too. So it's time to increase that as well. So, you know, it's not just using the one band forever. They recommend you use that in the beginning. But if you've been exercising, you know your body, you know what mu uh, muscles are supposed to feel like when they've been targeted, uh, then it becomes a lot easier to adapt uh, to whatever routine you're on um, and make it serve you better. Right, yeah. What, what I've found is that so whenever I come across a, a, a new exercise, uh, it's kind of one of those things where I try to actually begin with an extremely minimal amount of weight just so that yes, way I can too. teach my muscles, you know, hey, look, this is what I want you to do. Uh, and then what you'll find is that once, the, once those muscles start making that memory, you know, that, that mind-muscle connection and they start to understand that this is what you want to do, uh, then that's when uh, once they get that all figured out, and sometimes it's it's almost like all the tumblers finally click into place. For that first week, you look like a, a newborn giraffe stumbling around trying to figure out how am I supposed to do this? 
but then everything will all click into place. And then when it does, that's when you start to see those incredible games. And I learned too to start uh, as did you to start with, uh, you know, nothing just to know how the muscle moves. And then you can uh, apply a little bit of tension, a little bit of uh, tension to your movement so that you could feel which muscle you're targeting. And if you're not angled correctly, it won't hit the muscle, you know, so you just play a little bit until you find the the right movement. And then if you do it with light weights, like you say, your body memory will guide you as uh, you increase the weight and find your your optimal way to do the exercise. And I think that's probably one of the, the biggest problems that I see uh, with novice lifters is that it's, it puts your ego aside. Don't worry about it. No one's looking at you. We're all too wrapped up in our own stuff anyway, but it's, it's better to start out slow and teach your muscles, hey, this is what I want you to do, uh, as opposed to you know going in there and, and puffing your chest all up and going, oh, yeah, I can do this, no problem. So, yeah, putting that ego down and saying, I'm going to teach my body how I want this to do, and then in a few more weeks, everything will come along much easier. I remember when I used to, when I was much younger, and I used to go to gyms, uh, you know, late at night. I, I lived in uh, New York City in Queens, and there were gym, gyms that were open all night or till three in the morning, and you know, I had a very busy schedule, so uh, I used to wind up going there very uh, late. Um, and uh, um, I had the whole gym to myself. Sometimes there were like a handful of other people, uh, but when I used to go during the day, I used to catch the people who were you know into their you know into their thing, and I remember they grunt with uh, a lot, you know, when they were doing some of the exercises, especially in the machines. Sure. And I used to take great joy in not grunting and maxing the machine and having people sit on it. You know, you don't need to grunt, and you know, uh, that's uh, to impress your friends. Uh, exactly. You know, or, yeah, and, and you don't really need to do. In fact, it detracts. You know, it's better to focus on the movement, um, and uh, you know, you don't need the theatrics. Absolutely, yeah. There's quite a few gym uh, members that I know that that do the exact same thing. You just want to, all right, buddy, calm down. It, you know, it'll be okay. No one's paying that yes. close <laughs> attention. <laughs> But it's a great, it's a great thing. My uh, my eldest uh, son, uh, he uh, um, you know bodybuilds uh, too. Right now he's taking a break. He uh, recently changed uh, jobs. He's married now, uh, but uh, he used to go to the gym. So uh, um, he he used to come with me to the gym uh, when he was uh, little, and he used to watch me exercise. And then he wanted to try the things. And I used to coach him. Uh, and uh, uh, he used to sit on top of, like, the leg press machine after I'd maxed it out and I couldn't put anything else on, uh, on it. He would sit on top of it, and he enjoyed that. And it was very satisfying when he uh, took that up, and uh, uh, it's it's become something that's part of his uh, life, and it's like uh, uh, handing down a tradition. Right, and that, that's absolutely fantastic. I'm looking forward to that time where I can go through and when my sons come to me and say, okay, I think I want to try this thing. It's kind of one of those things that I've, I've, I'm waiting for them to come to me as opposed to me yes. coming to them. You know, but it, so if, if I can go through, once they come to me and say, okay, I'm ready to learn, I, then uh, we'll be ready to go. Yeah, that, that is phenomenally satisfying when that uh, happens. And... Um, I am going to invite you, I, I did already by email, but uh, I will formally invite you publicly on the air. Um, I have a new show that will be starting uh, this uh, quarter on Fairleigh Dickinson University uh, Radio. Right. Uh-huh. And 
it's HD radio, so you need an HD radio player, but you can also get it on like uh, uh, Siri and Alexa and on your computer, and you know, so it's, it's accessible. Uh, the okay. only difference between the uh, blog talk uh, radio shows and this show is that I, I need to follow FCC uh, regulations, so I need to do certain things, and uh, people can't uh, like uh, curse or anything, which is fine. You know, most okay. people don't. Um, but uh, I'm going to bring the age of uh, heroes there, and I'm going to be inviting uh, people who are part of the different initiatives. You're definitely part of several of them. You know, you're you're so generous with your uh, time and your knowledge. Um, and uh, just you know, highlight them. So I'll be inviting you to that show as well. It's a whole new audience. Uh, so we'll be doing like an an intro show to Ryan Foley in, in Fury and Strength. Okay. Yeah. I, um, but then after we've done the intro show, yeah, that that'll be great. And it's it's more mythically themed. Uh, so okay. uh, I got you done for each of your graphic novels, for your book. You know, so. Uh, um, I'm I'm very honored and happy to have you uh, as part of that adventure as well. I look forward to helping out in any way that I can. I, I greatly appreciate that. Um, are there sure. any projects uh, coming up uh, that we should uh, uh, watch out for? Uh, I'm I'm not quite ready to to announce uh, just yet, but okay. I'm, I'm very very close uh, to having uh, my uh, my first prose novel. Uh, finished. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try to step away from it for for about a month, just so that way I can come back to it with fresh eyes and uh, and see and hopefully catch a little bit more of the errors. But I'm currently working with my editor right now. We're bouncing emails back and forth as far as you know time frame and things like that. So hopefully that will be coming up very very soon. And then during that time, uh, I'm I'm looking for my next project to to go through and and kind of be a little bit of a palate cleanser just so that way I can go through and focus on something else so I can come back awesome. to the novel, uh, you know, with, with some nice fresh eyes. So that's one of the things that I'm, I'm working towards, uh, but not quite ready to make uh, any sort of public announcements with it yet. I look forward to the time when you can and anything uh, we can do to help you promote uh, that uh, project. Uh, we're here for you. That, I absolutely appreciate that. That's fantastic. And um, how can folks uh, enter your universe and uh, learn about all about the wonderful things that you're doing? The, the promotions that you do for me on Facebook are, are absolutely the best way. Uh, I did actually get a uh, – I was contacted recently by, a, uh, by an eighth-grade English teacher uh, who I went to school with uh, who oh, awesome. wanted to know if, if I had a, a website or, or something like that that would go through and detail all of my – all the, the various works that I've done. And I realized that I don't have one. So it's kind of one of those things that I should probably put together. So instead, what I told her, uh, you know, I said, I'll, I'll do you one better. Uh, rather than give you a website or a bunch of Amazon links, let me know. We'll find a time. I'll come in and talk to your kids personally oh, you know, awesome. about this is, this is what it's like to be a writer. Uh, you know, so that way you give them a little bit more you know, creative insight. Uh, and then just have that nice one-on-one where they can go through and ask questions and, and I can answer them. So that way we're covering topics that they want to know about. So hopefully that'll be something that I get to do uh, here in the future. That's, that's actually one of my, my most favorite things. I've, I've spoken at, at a few schools and uh, at one university uh, locally. Uh, so it's, it's kind of one of those things, but to, to get in and talk with the kids, uh, be it about Greek mythology or be it with writing, uh, you know, that's, that's always something that's exciting to do. And because just the, the emotions and everything like that are so pure, you know, it's, they're excited. There's no cynicism that's been brought on through the world yet. 
and, and they believe that anything's possible. So it's kind of one of those things that hopefully by talking with me, that gives them a little bit of, of incentive and, and energy to, to go through and pursue a, a creative a, a dream that they have. And that that is a very satisfying feeling. I do that as well, and I know that that's uh, that's an awesome uh, um, thing to be doing, and it, it's very very satisfying. Thank you so very much for everything, Ryan. You're awesome, and uh, I look forward to our next uh, conversation, be it uh, on the air, by email, or any way we interact. I, I look forward to it too. Thank you very much for having me on, and I hope I was entertaining for your listeners. You were phenomenal. You were entertaining, and you were very informative and very thorough and very inspiring. Good deal. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. Okay, be well, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. Uh, we're going to listen to Daniel Wood's Hecate, and then we'll be back, and I'll be explaining all the changes that are happening in our programming uh, in the first quarter of the year.
Greetings and welcome to Voice of Olympus. This is Hercules Invictus, and we are now going to be reviewing our new Optimal Wellness shows in the first quarter of 2020. Uh, We're going to start with our current show, Voice of Olympus. Uh, The overarching theme of Voice of Olympus is living mythology, primarily but not exclusively Olympian mythology. Optimal wellness was certainly celebrated by the ancients in their larger-than-life tales and artistic representations of Olympian gods, heroes, and royal personages. Um, Our current Monday Optimal Wellness lineup is um, on the first Monday of each month from 10.20 to 11 p.m., Physical Culture with Bill Hinburn of Super Strength Training. On the second Monday of each month, and today was the second Monday, uh, we have Mythic Fitness with Michael Del Russi of Bold Spirits Holistic Concepts. Um, and then we also have, on the second Monday of each month, um, Ryan Foley of Furian Strength. Uh, sometimes, as today, uh, the third show on the second Monday of each month is an Age of Heroes episode that uh, catches people up with uh, where we are and where we're going or what we're thinking or, um, you know, basically things like that. And that's what we're doing right now. And on the fourth Monday of each month, uh, we have from 9.40 to 10.20 p.m., Linda Marciniak's The Amber Dragon Podcast. And on the fifth Monday of each month, when there is a fifth Monday of the month, we have from 9 o'clock to 9.40 p.m., Proactive Wellness with Astrid. And then we have from 9.40 to 10.20 p.m., The Enchantress of Positive Therapy with Dr. Barbara Becker-Holstein. That is a new show uh, but Dr. Barbara Becker-Holstein and I have been adventuring in uh, media uh, for decades now. Um, then on various Mondays and at various times between 9 to 11 p.m. are my Age of Hero shows, and this is an Age of Hero show. And uh, um, this is a segment where we'll be covering a lot of uh, different things tied to our Age of Heroes programming. And right now our Age of Heroes programming is Optimal Wellness, uh, which deals with optimal wellness, uh, with physical health, mental health, and emotional health. Uh, Then we have Champions of Arcadia, which concerns itself with our environment. Uh, And we also have the Atlantis Project, which concerns itself with the cleanliness of water. And uh, we have several other Age of Heroes initiatives that we're slowly integrating uh, into our programming so that we can spread information about uh, these initiatives. And now we will go back to our radio portion of the show and uh, be experimenting with different music. And we're going to be starting with Kiliana's Artemis of the Hunt. Artemis of the silver bow and arrows formed of silver light, eternal maiden of the moon, beloved leader of the hunt. She stalks her prey fleet and fast, with quiver hung across her back, the hunt, her power and her bliss, when loose her arrows never miss. 
May I run with you now through the green forest glade? Grant me the honor to join in the chase when the curve of my bow is the crescent moon. Artemis, guide my arrow true. Artemis, guide my arrow true. Lady of the wild things and forest nymphs running free. Her bird is the majestic crane, the silver fir, her sacred tree. Goddess of the moon and hunt, running towards the morning light. She runs with lion, wolf, and bear, running free with unbound hair. May I run with you now through the green forest glade? Grant me the honor to join in the chase when the curve of my bow is the crescent moon. Artemis, guide my arrow true. Artemis, guide my arrow true. Goddess of the raging seas stirs the waves with a silver leash and with a cry and mighty roar she hurls them fast upon the shore moon maiden rides the night sky in a chariot drawn by four white stags she sets down in a hidden place and calls her maiden to the chase May I run with you now through the green forest glade? Grant me the honor to join in the chase when the curve of my bow is the crescent moon. Artemis, guide my arrow true. Artemis, guide my arrow true. May I run with you now through the green forest glade? Grant me the honor to join in the chase when the curve of my bow is the crescent moon. Artemis guide my arrow true Artemis guide my arrow true Artemis guide my arrow true
And welcome back to Voice of Olympus. This is Hercules Invictus, and uh, this 40-minute uh, interval is dedicated to exploring some of the music in the library and also uh, informing our audience of some of the changes coming to Voice of Olympus and the Elysium Project. Now, the Elysium Project uh, airs and is recorded on Wednesdays at the same time from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it's available thereafter on demand. And the Elysium Project focuses primarily on people who are attempting to positively impact our world through their activities in various spheres of human endeavor. Currently, optimal wellness, public service, labor workforce development, and the environment. And our current optimal wellness lineup is on the first Wednesday of each month, um, we have from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, The Art of Healing with Dr. Kak Young. Also on the first Wednesday of each month, we have on rotation an Age of Heroes episode that may deal with optimal wellness and may deal with some of the other uh, topics that we cover in the Age of Heroes. On the second, third, and fifth Wednesday of each month, we have another Age of Heroes episode in the same. Uh, the topics get rotated, but optimal wellness is one of those topics, and it gets uh, plenty of uh, uh, coverage in our programming. And uh, currently, as I stated earlier, we're developing programming that addresses mental health and emotional health as well as uh, physical health, which uh, currently um, is the topic of many of our optimal wellness uh, programs. Also on the second, third, and fifth Wednesday of each month, uh, there is on rotation with other topics, Proactive Wellness with Astrid. 
and also the same uh, fourth uh, Wednesday of each month. I'm sorry, the first, the second, third, and fifth Wednesday of each month is on rotation on Optimal Wellness Healthcare Show uh, by Bill Waitman. On the fourth Wednesday of each month, there's a healthcare in the workforce show, uh, along with the other AWA, that's American Workforce Association based uh, shows, in that uh, slot. So, as you can see, we have lots and lots of uh, um, new programming, and uh, we have our old programming that focused on optimal wellness, and uh, we're very dedicated. Uh, toward um, addressing this particular concern that people have. And now we'll go back to the music, and we're going to play Melusina by Sharon Knight. I know Melusina through mythology. Let's see if the music is about that. Melusina, Melusina, Come with majesty. 
that was Guided by Venus by Wendy Rule. We have time enough for one song, so we're going to play Wendy Rule's Dance for the Wild Fairies. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, if you have any thoughts, suggestions uh, on ways we can improve this experience, please do not hesitate to um, friend me on Facebook and personal message me. Uh, thank you. Until next time, this is Hercules Invictus wishing you joyous journeys and amazing adventures.